Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Kira. Um, and I'm Adam. And this week, we have a big anniversary. 20 years to be exact. And actually, a hint at next week's episode. This is one out of two. Like, next week, we're also celebrating a two-year, uh, 20-year anniversary. So, yeah. Yes. Which is interesting. I feel like we always accidentally do, like, a few movies in a row that come out the same year. But... Mm-hmm. It's fine. So, this past week, it was Shrek's 20th birthday. Yeah. And what better way to celebrate than to finally talk about this movie that is probably the number one Zillennial movie that people think about. Right. Yeah. That's stuck with us. Yeah. Like, you know when someone says, like, oh, I haven't seen Cars, and you're kind of shocked, but you're like, okay, it's a meme movie. Like, I could see how you go through your life without maybe watching it entirely. But really, if you come across someone that says, like, oh, I haven't seen Shrek, like, that's that's suspicious. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, this is the Zelino movie. Like, it really is, like, through and through. Yeah. I think this is probably, like, not even like because I feel like this movie has been like I don't want to say reduced because there's just so much content in like Shrek and the Shrek series. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's been like reduced to memes, but I think um like I don't remember where I was going with that. Well, it's almost <laughs> like it's in the same it's way just, that it's like always present. It's always present is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's exactly like cause I can't remember what episode we were talking about it on, but uh, it might have been B movie. But like mm-hmm. when we were talking about like how the Simpsons have been kind of like this like once like m- like monstrous hit of television mm-hmm. series is now reduced to internet memes, even though like it's like the company and the product is still producing content mm-hmm. with these characters it's entirely irrelevant because like the entire internet's perception of it now is just through memes and like screen caps and stuff or like remember this like remember when this was a thing i think also it's like um these movies i brought up i don't remember maybe it was on the madagascar episode i brought it up briefly um with shrek 2 um but i feel like these movies unironically are like the like like they are the sense of humor yeah of our generation (laughs) like the first one being like i don't i can't even describe the sense of humor um but it's definitely like the most quoted movie of our generation not even through memes just through like actual lines that are in the movie 
And also the second one, like, in regards to, which I did bring this up on the Madagascar episode, um, just, like, the whole, like, reality TV culture parody thing is just very, like, zillennial, I feel like. Well, and I would say the only movie to really combat it with, like, as far as, like, zillennial movies go that are, like, combats it with, like, um, being, like, mad quotable and everything is just Shrek 2. Like, that's it. Yeah, like, that's yeah. really the only one. And, um, hot take. And, I actually prefer Shrek 2 to Shrek 1. That's not a hot take. I think that's... Oh, really? Okay. I agree with you. No. And uh, it's not because it's, like, wildly yeah. better or anything. It's just, just a little bit funnier. Like, just yeah. a little bit funnier. Yeah. Um, but, it, it's, but, like, again, it's kind of... We'll definitely talk about Shrek 2 on its own episode one day. But... It is interesting to kind of compare the two in a sense of like Shrek one is really way more straightforward as mm-hmm. a movie. And Shrek two is like such a loose, weird movie. Like it's such a weird Shrek two goes full way. on parody. Like yeah. Shrek one parodies fairy tales, but Shrek two parodies itself and also fairy tales. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's something that could go wrong like really easily. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they just had such an assured, like, okay, so, like, if Shrek was about, like, the first Shrek, that is, like, is mm-hmm. about, like, the, like, kind of parodying, like, tropes of, like, hero gets the girl or, like, knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. The second one was, like, almost, like, parodying meet the parent rom-coms, but, like, yeah, to a fucking 100, like, on a scale of 10. Like, yeah. it's so, I mean, we'll talk about it on its own episode, but, like, it really is funny to see I guess, like, not even just Shrek 2, but the trajectory of the franchise, like, going from, like, a simple love story, yeah, like, to, like, fucking craziness. Like, it, yeah. it really also, is funny. you guys have to wait to hear my thoughts on human Shrek. Yes, because uh, if Kira speaks now, dot, dot, dot. That's <laughs> I don't know anyway. how to tell you this. <laughs> what um, are your memories? Uh, I mean, like, how do you even sum it up? Yeah, you're right. It's incredibly hard to like, I don't know, like explain your memories of Shrek because in many ways it feels like such a constant in my life. Exactly, yeah. Because Shrek, I mean, it it does help that the it was a 10 year, I mean, it's still going in some sense because it still airs on TV. And I know they're planning some kind of like continuation and whatever. Uh, But like, it was prominent up until like 2010, 20, no, Buffs and Boots 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was always a thing. So it's hard to like, but just for like this movie, I remember I saw it in theaters when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. I remember going to see it at AMC. Um, I don't remember it terribly because I was so young at the time, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I just remember it being like a huge hit when it came out. And I remember I was loving, I like, I loved it so much. And my mom's SUV that we had with the, like the DVD player in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like one of those like disc books that we kept DVDs in. And we bought a few like extra copies of DVDs, like to just leave in the car at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, like for road trips or whatever. And one of the like five or six that we had was Shrek. And so, like, I watched Shrek in the car so many times as a kid. Like, even on, like, my way to school, where I would only, like, watch 20-minute segments of it, I would just watch the beginning 20 minutes, like, almost every day. Yeah. Like, in first grade or whatever. <laughs> like, um, and of course I loved it. Like, yeah. who who didn't love Shrek as a kid? Like, I, I'd be surprised to find a kid who didn't love it. 
Yeah. I um I would watch Shrek every single time I went over to my aunt's house and I completely forgot about this until like I was like actually like sitting down and thinking when was the first time I watched Shrek? Mm-hmm. She had it on VHS and um there was like a spare room where like my older cousin used to live before he moved out. And they had, like, a TV in there. And during, like, family gatherings, like, if they were using the TV, I would literally just go in there and watch Shrek. Yeah. (laughs) Or I would sit in the living room. And she had, like, a TiVo. Do you remember the TiVo? Yeah, of course. Like, the noise. Like, the clicking noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she had a TiVo. And I thought that that was, like, the height of luxury. Um, But, yeah, I would just watch Shrek every time I went over there. And um, how can you... Like, literally, how can you pinpoint Shrek's impact on a life? Um, now yeah. I feel like Shrek has just, um, obviously, like, I, I never shut the fuck up about Mike Myers being my favorite person in the world. Like, how can you measure what Shrek means to me? Well, and it's... it's <laughs> you simply it's also- cannot... I was literally weeping over, like, the Muffin Man scene before. It's so fucking funny. She's married to the Muffin Man. (laughs) Who lives on Drury Lane? Like, it's so funny. It's so good. Um, Not the gumdrop button. Like, literally so good. Um, Literally and extremely... Like, this is Shrek 2. Sorry, I'll stop bringing up Shrek 2 for now. Um, But uh, when they make the giant, like gingerbread mongo yeah mongo and he's like falling into the milk and (laughs) that's like an extremely important part of my life it's literally so fucking sad yeah um just like with shoddy singing like i need a hero like yeah yeah but we'll we'll talk about that one day um god what a scene um but i i just want to say like to like get this thing started like is there a more iconic opening scene in Zillow Canon than like the like the kicking of it? Like, yeah, like that's gonna happen. And then somebody once told Absolutely me. not. Literally it's so good. <laughs> that song came on at work the other day and I like there's no separating not only All Star, mm-hmm. but Smash Mouth as a band from Shrek. No, there's literally, literally no way to separate it. I well, I remember because you know Florida man here, and I went to Universal a lot as a kid. And after this movie came out, they played like if you went to the opening, like if you went to the gates where you get in, mm-hmm. Smash Mouth was like playing like twenty four seven after Shrek came out, yeah. <laughs> like twenty four seven, um, and it yeah, like you, it's synonymous with it. Like it really, really is. Like yeah. it, it, and I don't think that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. No, I would, yeah. I yeah. like that they kind of leaned into it too recently. Yeah. I think that that's really fun. Um, because it's like, yeah, it's like memes, but it's also like people are thinking about you and talking about you. And if you're in their minds for that long in like a positive way like it's not like fuck smash mouth like um yeah <laughs> like that's a good thing fuck i don't know smash mouth. Oh, um 
No, but like, yeah, yeah, like, and it fits the vibe of Shrek perfectly. Like, I can't think of a better character introduction to Shrek than like the yeah. opening credit sequence in this movie. Like, and they they redid it in Kong versus Godzilla. With King no, literally, Kong. like him just like scratching his fat monkey ass. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's super. It's so funny, and also like, I I hate to like critically analyze Shrek, but it's like the op- i say this a lot but like the opening of this movie tells you everything you need to know about his character like exactly. he loves his swamp sits, he farts well also but also that he like he loves his swamp like he and being alone yeah yeah like he loves like he loves his life the exact way it is and like so like when the drama with farquad happens where it's taken from him you immediately understand where he's coming from just because the yeah. opening sequence of this movie establishes it so well because like even like as you a human viewer you mm-hmm. like when you're watching him like eat eyeballs and just like he seems so at peace and you understand it <laughs> like you get it you, you're like yeah that's a sunday maybe night shrek baby. Had a point. maybe he had a point you know listening to kate bush just like <laughs> you know like just fucking vibing. why did kate bush come into i don't know i just that's the vibe I'm, I, I feel like you know shrek listens to her um yeah. <laughs> um but you know there is like aside from like i'm sorry i'm just i'm just thinking of the shrek listening to kate bush <laughs> Can you edit that, please? Just like him, like just vibing the swamp and like Kate Bush in the background. Yeah. Um, I'll put that on my to-do list for tomorrow, King. After I do the, uh, after I edit the pod. Yeah, please. Um, but also, like, it's interesting because, like, yeah, like his home life is like very like idealistic for him, and like, um, it's such a vibe in that moment. But like, almost immediately, there's an inherent sadness of the movie like when it comes to like mm-hmm. him being forced to play in to how he's perceived like you yeah. know i mean he's comfortable with it and he knows what he's doing and he's not like upset about it but like there is a sadness to it in the sense of like he doesn't necessarily always want to be known for being the mean ugly scary ogre but yet he mm-hmm. to just be alone and be himself he's forced to play into these tropes and it's sad. It it is really sad at points. Yeah. Um also like the whole thing with like all the fairy tale creatures being like pushed out and stuff. It's like Yeah. It's honestly a, not gonna lie, don't laugh at us listeners, but this is a pretty nuanced movie. <laughs> no, it really is. Like it Um I mean, yeah, because like there's a very um I don't know, like it, the movie is very about like like preaching like the the beauty of like individuality and like like embracing the things that like mm-hmm. you are and you know people like Farquad who are trying to like shut that down like he doesn't want anything abnormal that's why uh was it Duloc the place that he's at like it's such like a bland place like it's just a white castle like literally that's all it is it's basically yeah. an amusement park um which I, which I almost feel like is a jab at Disney. If I'm maybe yeah, it absolutely it. Okay. is because it's like um, after Jeffrey Katzenberg left right. Disney, um, they made yeah. Shrek, and it's absolutely a small world parody. Which I want one of those dolls like so badly. Like I want like a little like figurine of one of the dolls from Duloc, like in that mm-hmm. little thing. And like I don't know. 
well, I, I guess the part, like, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but, like, the, um, because I know this was, like, super appealing to audience members or critics at the time, mm-hmm. but, like, because, like, Disney is very traditional in the way that they present, like, fairy tale people, like, Cinderella, mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty, and that's not, a, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, I'm just saying that's just the truth, like, they presented it as traditional princess prince like stories yeah and i don't think it's a i don't think it's a coincidence that jeffrey katzenberg like when he left disney his first move was to make a fairy tale movie but like shit like like parodying them at the same time like i mean i'm sure there's like a lot of like um i think there's like a book technically about um about that whole situation so mm-hmm. i don't know the nuances of it but i'm sure neither do i i want to clarify like <laughs> yeah. i have not read into it enough but like i just know but, that he was like trying to fuck over disney i don't well, remember details though like between that and like you could even like maybe make an analogy for like i, I don't know Farquad and um bob Iger almost like and how everything has to be like sanitized and like exactly the way he wants it but like dreamworks went at its conception at least like back in the early days their main ambition was to like be different than Disney, like make a little bit more adult friendly movies. Like, like, yeah, yeah, it's for kids, but like everyone can enjoy it. And yes, clearly DreamWorks lost their way over a certain time, even though they still do make very good movies. It's definitely like not as consistent as Pixar, but at its conception, it really was quite interesting what they were going for from the get go. Yeah. And I think Shrek is like the best example of that. Um, yeah, it was also, like, um, I think one of the first, like, big movies to have, like, marketed around, like, a, um, like, a celebrity voice cast. I think, because we we often talk about, like, the Robin Williams and Aladdin Mm -hmm. thing, but that was, like, a case of, like, one actor, where the rest of the cast was voice actors, yeah. But, like, this was, like, really billed as a comedic ensemble, but it just happens to be an animated movie. Yeah. Like, and I was talking to my mom about it recently, because, like, she she came in the room when I was watching this um, the other day, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she loves this movie. Like, we, mm-hmm. she grew up on it, like, I mean, I grew up with it, and so clearly she knows yeah. it very well. And There's like, no she, way to not like this movie. Let's well, she was, she was like, like, well, she was like walking out the door, but she like was watching like five minutes of it just from the doorway. <laughs> and she was like, and she just started like laughing at shit that, um, wait, actually I, I read it in my notes cause it's so fucking funny. Um, hold on. Like when, <laughs> when donkey is like freaking out when he gets shot with the thing and he's like, Oh man, I can't feel my toes. I don't have any toes. I think I need a hug. Like, just the way his, like, line delivery of that is so perfect. It made my mom laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, also, like, perfect casting all the way around. Yeah. Like, literally everyone gives a great voice performance in this movie. Yes. Um. So, um, for Mike Myers Movie Club, we interviewed one of the art, I think, art directors for Shrek. And we were talking to him and uh first off like based on what we were saying in the beginning of the episode he had no idea about the impact that shrek had mm-hmm. and he literally was like wait really like it's and like we had to say to him like yes it's literally like every single person has seen this movie and it is extremely important to everyone in our generation and he was like almost like cheering up like it was like amazing that's really nice but yeah, I was like, yeah, like, literally, it's, like, the most important movie. And I don't want to say, like, people make memes of 
Well, but the thing is, but... like, it's it's different. I think. Okay, so like the car situation or the B movie situation, we can like, yeah, it, I think it's like subjective in the sense of like there are people that like and don't like those movies. Though. I know, but you know, like older people memes. on internet. No, I. I but what like, I'm saying is, I would say like it's a predominant like fifty fifty between people who make memes about cars and B movie, whether or not they actually like the movie or not. Mm-hmm. But I think people, almost a hundred percent of people that like make memes about Shrek, actually yeah. still love Shrek. It's like the memes that come out of Shrek aren't because we're making fun of the movie. It's because the movie is actually genuinely funny and it holds up twenty years later. No, like yeah, I don't think it's exactly. something like if like saying that this movie is memed is not something to be ashamed of. I think it's actually just a testament to how good the writing really is and how yeah. you can apply it to like any situation in today's climate. Like it's really, really good. No, yeah. And um... like as a parody, it holds up so well. Like, it, it, the satire is still funny 20 years later, even on, like, infinite rewatches, too. Yeah. But, um, based on the voice cast, so he told us that, which I never realized this, um, Shrek, like, they gave him Mike Myers' eyebrows. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> so that he looks more like Mike Myers. And I, I just think that's fun and silly. Um... Mike Myers doing the Scottish accent. I can't remember if there was a reason why he's Scottish. But after intensely studying Mike Myers over the past year and a half, um, I have realized that almost every single role is just him like practicing the same bits over and over again, which is not a bad thing in mm. any way. Um, he's doing the exact same, obviously, voice as he did in So I Married Max Murderer as the father, and also, um, as, unfortunately, Fat Bastard in the Austin Powers movies. <laughs> Sorry to Zach from Back to Back Podcast, but the worst character in the entire Austin Powers series. Very um, funny character. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what can I say? Yeah. I, I'm a cheap laugh. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking forward to covering that movie on the pod one day. I'm looking for, yeah. yeah. I will literally, my mind will explode if we ever cover Austin Powers. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting the span of his career and how this took up so much of it. And, it's literally just him doing a Scottish accent. Yeah. Just because he just because he's really good at doing a Scottish accent. But, like for no other reason. <laughs> and it's really interesting too. He's not like, even Scottish. Well, yeah, exactly. And but it's also like funny, like or not funny, but like interesting in the sense of like um how Chris Farley was originally cast as Shrek. Yeah. Prior to um like did you see like the animation tests with his voice? I think so, yeah. I think back when we watched it for Movie Club, I watched it. it it's pretty jarring because it's so inherently different than like what Mike Myers was doing. And if I'm not mistaken, the scene that they show, Eddie Murphy had already recorded his line. So like when Eddie, I could be wrong about this, but I think Eddie Murphy recorded all his dialogue in mind that Chris Farley would be who he was oppositing. So it's mm-hmm. really interesting that like, him and Mike Myers, I mean, I know it's just their voices, but they have really good chemistry together, regardless. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's really, like, palpable, like, the entire movie. And I have this, like, this is my next note. 
I really think like Shrek and Donkey is us. Like this is our exact dynamic. Okay, I was gonna say the same thing, and I feel like it really <laughs> depends on how we're feeling that no, day. Literally. Like who is who? It like yeah. Why? Who no, do I, you think is who? I think I'm Shrek, honestly, and you're it, Donkey. But again, that, it, de- it depends on the movie. Yeah, it, it, like yeah, it depends on how we're feeling that day. Outside then the pod, it, you're Shrek and I'm Donkey. Well, but, even outside the pod, like just our friendship, like it's like yeah sometimes like if you're texting me about mike myers or something or some bullshit or like some actor i'm just mm-hmm. like i'm shrek and i'm like shut up you know like <laughs> exactly <laughs> but then sometimes if i'm like just sending you cum jokes and you're just like shut up adam <laughs> exactly yeah no it, it it definitely rotates i but... love that's like the two dualities of like like i won't shut up about mike myers and you're just like making like the worst jokes i've ever heard in my life and i'm but just, they still like, make you laugh it's the funny thing yeah just before we started recording adam well we found out stop he's doing <laughs> we found out that there are emotes on uh skype after recording on skype for two years and he found one that is um what's it called again um it's like concerned or something no no weary 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 yeah and but it it just looks like a motherfucker's moaning like into the mic yeah and he thinks it's so fucking funny it's literally it really is funny it's really (laughs) because it like it takes up the whole screen and like the whole screen just like i'm gonna do it right now can you please screenshot it yeah wait 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 i'll do it again oh yeah you have to get okay okay i got it cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just covers the whole face it just looks like he's like moaning like like fully moaning like which emotes getting the best head like <laughs> it's this one it's definitely this one um <laughs> okay, i need to cover alvin and the chipmunks <laughs> so we can put this rest to bed you know weary yeah. emoji yeah <laughs> weary emoji out of all the chipmunks yes um I also have, like, I know we kind of already glossed over the scene, but the scene, like, where all the animals are, or, like, fairy tale creatures are, like, invading his property. Mm-hmm. My favorite line in that, other than, like, the three blind mice just being, like, fucking idiots. I love them. Um, yeah, love them. Love those bitches. Um, but, like, my favorite line is, like, the pig that he's, he huffed and he puffed and he signed an eviction notice. <laughs> like, it's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I think it's like fairy tale parodies are like I feel like not easy to do, but I feel like a lot of people like take the easy way out like a lot. Yeah. Um just being like, "Oh, isn't it weird that like I met you yesterday and now we're like getting married?" Like I feel like that's like like I don't, like, there's something about Shrek that, like, just goes to another realm. Like, the whole thing of, like, like, I don't know why. It's just so fucking funny. Like, the scene when um, Farquaad is doing, like, the dating game and they're like, she likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. (laughs) Also, but, like, when the the mirrors, like, apparates have to help him, and then, like, his little guard just, like, breaks the, like, the small mirror. It's like, yeah, okay, so let's get started. Like, it's so funny. Um, yeah, like, the way they, like, parody, like, uh, Snow White and everything, 
mm-hmm. or like or then the dwarves like putting um sleeping beauty on shrek's table like just mm-hmm. so many great little bits of dialogue and like even visual humor that it like completely probably went over my head as a kid but mm-hmm. like i slowly got more as i got older yeah and I think that is something I appreciate. Like, even in a, like as a 23-year-old who has seen this movie so many times, you're bound to, like, maybe discover an extra joke every time you watch it that you yeah. didn't appreciate before. Yeah. It, um... It definitely is something that will never get old or age poorly. I, I do want to ask you something. Yeah. And I, I hate to do this, too, Kira. What? But... <laughs> but... Okay, so we were talking about the actors that you have a crush on, and um... what are you gonna ask me right now? <laughs> I already said I'll talk about Human Shrek later. Yeah, I know, but you know, knowing your tendency with like liking actors who are um, closer to you in height, how no, do you go about? Not Lord Farquaad. Shut Quatt. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know I think uh, that's the funniest thing you've ever said, Adam. <laughs> I listen. It's like you know in a zombie movie. In the height, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but you know, in a zombie movie, when like or a TV show, like when a they they come back from the outside world, it's like, listen, we have to check you for a zombie bite. It's just procedure. It's like, listen, I see a short king, and I literally, and I. <laughs> I, I gotta ask. Literally I, a short. King. Literally, he is the titular role. He is the short king. <laughs> I. <laughs> but also, like then, like we reclaimed short king to be like not evil, not mm-hmm. evil. Right. He he is the bad short king. Like he is the derogatory short king. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, we have as a society, I feel like reclaimed the um. The mantle of short king and i feel like you're partially responsible for that quite frankly yeah i absolutely am the one that made up short king and i'm gonna take credit for it um, which is weird because have you ever dated someone that's short um i've dated people that are the same height as me okay sean is taller than me though yeah sean sean be tall i know this but um sean is either 5'11 or six foot he he yeah one. yeah 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 he's tall what can i say what can we say also oh another i had two kira specific notes yes. um he, <laughs> you're this is maybe worse um okay <laughs> so <laughs> when uh when they get to what do can log, be worse about you asking me my opinion oh, on Lord just you wait just you wait yeah. um so when they get to do lock like shrek and donkey yeah. Shrek has a line to Donkey that says, "All right, you're going the right way for a smacked bottom." Yeah. I I just want to know: Have you cut that out of context for your own personal pleasure? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I, that's it. That's. But I yield my time, Your Honor. Thank you. <laughs> I have I have made a gif of a um, which I used it ironically for a fan cam, but I actually think it's a very funny and cute clip of Mike when he was younger he's on a talk show and I don't remember what he's talking about but he um I'll post the gif on the twitter which I always say that I will and I don't um I think he was promoting the first Austin Powers but he was like 
miming like spanking. <laughs> and he's just making a really funny face while he's doing it. And I I I gift it so that I could use it in a um Yeah, use it. In a fan cam, but yeah. I, I just have it. Yeah, you just have it. I'll I'll send it yeah, to you. Just for no reason. Um yeah, Kira seeing that gif, it's like the weary emoji. Just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um uh, but I also want to say, like, since we're at the point now where like after he like wins that wrestling match at Duloc and he yeah. uh Farquaad like sends him on his way with the ultimatum. Um, one of my favorite things about this movie, like aside from just like the comedy and like the really kind of genius parody, like shit they do here, mm-hmm. is that like at the end of the day, like the reluctant hero storyline is so so prominent in like just like fairy tale movies. And yet this movie, like, even though like it does so much parodying of fairy tales, mm-hmm. like the reluctant hero storyline is done really earnestly here, which I was yeah. like I, again, I just I'm I'm surprised by this movie every time I watch it. Like of how it's somehow it, like we've already talked, it's super funny, but the heart of it and the core story of it is actually really well done. That like again, I don't know how you make something have such a compelling drama and arc and characters and everything while you're mm. also just so fucking wild and funny. On the other hand, like it's it's kind of an incredible balancing act that they do here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I texted you the gift. Oh. Um but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Like that. Yeah. Now you're gonna have it on your phone. Thank you. Time. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um I wish I could find the original video, but like I Oh I don't. Um I've, I've seen anyway. I've seen way too many interviews with Mike Myers. I think I have seen every single interview that exists with him. Kira. I'm not even joking. Kira. What? I just what? wanna tell you, we can tell. We know. Okay. <laughs> we, know, we know this about you. <laughs> no, whether it be like <laughs> clipping it for like a fan cam or like for a meme or like genuinely just like I don't want to sound scary. We follow you on Twitter, Kira. We know. I haven't tweeted about him in a while. <laughs> but we were we were a we you were, were all you were there. we were there last summer. Yeah, we were yeah. all there. And like like we 90 percent of the people <laughs> listening to this. Ninety. We're that's, in it that's, with me. that's very conservative, Kira. That's very conservative of you. Ninety-eight. Still conservative. I. Like, um, I. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm like I don't want to sound uh weird. It's just like when you're in a pandemic, you just gave me the the worst look of all time when I said I don't want to sound weird. <laughs> the fucking emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Sorry, I, sorry, listeners. I'm just sending her a bunch of with another one that's like an emoji, like talking with his hand and like rolling his eyes. That's like blah blah blah. <laughs> okay, so anyway, Adam, I'm not gonna look at your face when I say this. <laughs> I don't want to sound weird, but there is not another celebrity that I have consumed as much content of. Um, even, like, when I was, like, a One Direction fan or anything, I'm literally staring at my wall right now so I don't look Adam in the eyes through my screen. I don't think I have ever, like, picked up on more of an actor's, like, nuance or anything. And it's definitely because we're in a pandemic. And I am kind of uncomfortable that 
Mike Myers is what I am most knowledgeable of in my life. Now we'll look at Adam again. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, my senior thesis is next year. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything else for me, bestie. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of Z Canon if we didn't have a Cura Therapy slash mint pod. Um... <laughs> no, I again. We know this. We we were there. We know. We we understand. We we all lived through it collectively, and it's and we're not shaming. We lived through. <laughs> I'm speaking I'm for the people. I don't want to make a joke about the pandemic, but we really lived through two pandemics this past year. Yes, COVID and me and Mike. <laughs> Literally, no. I and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hey, friends. Do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner, I'll add that, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, Listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZILLENNIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Thank you so much, Superyaki, for sponsoring this episode. Let's watch more movies, guys. So, to get this back on track, I think... Is there a more, like... I don't know, notable line of dialogue in this movie than that of onions. In the morning have I'm layers. making waffles. Oh. Ogres have layers. Like, just it's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's the best. Um Oh bestie. onions have layers. Bestie. What? Um in the morning I'm making waffles would like to have a word. <laughs> um yeah, in the morning I'm making waffles. Like the way he yeah. said it, it's like, so perfect. It, like, it's please, so good. please tell me that, like, to this day, every time you make waffles, either you or somebody else does not say that. Like, please. Also, I just want to say, I found a small knife on my desk. What the fuck? Any, anytime Kira gets like overtly like horny, I'm just gonna like point it at the webcam. I'm gonna be like, I'm literally right. not. You're the one who asked me about Lord Farquaad, and now I you're know. Like, pointing a knife at me. I got me? it started, but like if you Adam. act up, I'm 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 ready to go. Okay, well we're obviously not covering a Mike Myers movie for a long time, so. Or you just contain yourself. That's also an option. Adam. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> sorry, what were you saying? I don't remember. I'm so sorry. Um, um, because you pulled a knife on me. I literally did. I'm you heard it here first, folks. Z Cannon podcast host now fighting because one of them pulled a knife on the other one. Sweaty. It's funny that you think it'll be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is what happens when we talk about Shrek. We just get feral. Oh, she just she, she's pointing a lighter at me. <laughs> I don't she, know what else to give you. So I think that's a good transition to them going to the castle to the, to the dragon. Because um, I, I, I actually yes, because of fire. Um, I actually this is a genuine note. Um, the design of the castle and like just like the animation, like the scope of it, is actually like genuinely really impressive for a two thousand one movie. Yeah, like also, as Shrek says, maybe he's compensating for something. Well, no, no, no. That's he says that at um. Oh, oh, oh. at Dulac. Yeah. This is like the dragon castle. Yeah, I think um, there's like really good animation. I remember it, like even from childhood, like thinking so, and it definitely holds up. Like the scene when they're like running out of the castle, like not just yes. the, like as they're leaving the castle, but yeah. And I think like the lighting is really pretty in like Fiona's, excuse me, in like Fiona's room and stuff. Um, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying is like the, I mean, cause like, I think this movie has like really impressive, like, and again, I know it's an animated movie, but like the set design and the production design of it is mm-hmm. like genuinely impressive, like all the way through, like Shrek Swamp, like the Sunflowers Field, Duloc mm-hmm. in general, like really like r- impressive visual landscapes. But like, yeah. there's something specifically about like this, dra- like the, the, the castle with the dragon and like the bridge with the lava and like everything like that entire set piece is just really impressive to watch and i think it's like probably the most notable part of this movie like when people think about like a a sequence in this movie they usually think about this scene because it it's what kind of sums up the entire movie like it's him finding fiona donkey finds dragon like Mm -hmm. it's there's so much that happens here listen yeah (laughs) off topic but i like logistics ass nerds that are like how did donkey and dragon have babies it's like you're literally watching a fairy tale about an ogre like but on on the other hand like you don't need to know the logistics but but like here's a retort to that how though like how did he stop it no i'm just like because like i okay if i speak about this dot 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 but like Okay, listen. I'm saying is like her, her coochie's the size like probably Stop. bigger than him. Is all I'm saying. Stop it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> like it, it's probably bigger than he is. Like like entirely, like his entire body. So like, it's just so. And it also, she just like shit out the little babies from the third movie. She's pointing the lighter at me again. She doesn't like me asking coochie questions. But like. I honestly think it should be asked. Like how you need to get like a mallet that's like the bonk. The bonk. I'm not even horny. Yeah. It's like a it's a scientific question. Like I'm asking, like you know those like motherfuckers in like eighth grade health class when they're like they ask like something about like a dick and they're like I'm I'm asking for scientific research. Okay. No, because I I wasn't in that class. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, but I feel like it's a fair <laughs> question. Like if you if you as a filmmaker. Are telling me suspend your goddamn b- disbelief. You're watching a movie about 
a woman who turns into an ogre and her lover who is an ogre. Please. No. Heart emoji. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm cool with it. I just want to know how. You sound like cinema sins. I, did I say it was a sin? I didn't <laughs> say it was a flaw. I just want to know. I'm sure there's an answer. I just want to know what it is. You sound like one of those endings explained YouTube videos. I yeah. I want to know Have how. Have you ever watched one of those? Fucked dragon. Um. Uh. What endings explained? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a fucking idiot. Of course I have. But like. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be confused than have like some YouTuber explain it to me. Let's be honest here, and that's like not even like a pretentious way, but I'm just like, does everything need to be explained? <laughs> like, not everything does, but sometimes like when people like you'll f- like see on Letterbox, like people are like, oh, the themes are so strong, and I'm just like, what themes? Like, <laughs> what? It's, it's like literally like, elaborate on that. No, me as an English major with a film minor, what themes? <laughs> what themes no literally it's like no themes just vibes or even like when i just want like want to know like other people's like perceptions of a movie that like yeah. i didn't like care about but like it's getting great reviews like i yeah i don't know i'm not i don't know why i'm justifying my actions to kira but like maybe you show I, the youtube video of how donkey and dragon had babies you know what let's do it i'm gonna do it live on pod no i on. <laughs> no i i it it happened somehow, and I'm cool with that. I because also yeah, the exactly. babies in the third movie are like super cute. Yeah. Um, what do they call them? Like dronkies? I I think you just made that up. I don't think there's a name for that. No, I've heard that word before. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you did, Miss Mike what Myers. The... <laughs> I. <laughs> um. But also, like, that scene where like Shrek goes to get Fiona for the first time, and she gets like ready for the kiss. And he just mm-hmm. like, fucking like shakes her, like to wake her, like wake up, like it's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no, like everything about it is just really, really well done. And again, that sequence is like genuinely exciting as like an adventure movie. Like it works in that level. Yeah. Like I don't know, like everything about it is just really good. Um. Yeah, I. I also like it's like a journey movie which is like cool like kind of like a road trip movie but like they're walking you know yeah you know <laughs> well it's it's interesting because like I as a kid I remember that being like a pre- predominant predominant like amount of time in the movie right mm-hmm. it's like um like just them walking but like it kind of isn't like it's kind of a 30 20 minute thing like I would say more happens like with because, like, they don't get to Duloc until, like, 40 or 30 minutes in. And well, if you think about it, like, this movie, like, fucking breezes by. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I remember it being, like, way longer than it actually is as a kid. Which I know is, like, every movie, but especially yeah. this one. Like, I, my childhood memory, like, remembers the, the adventure, like, the walking road trip kind of bit of it being, like, the main factor of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which, and it's not, like, insignificant, but it's not as, like, massive as I thought it used to be. Mm-hmm. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, but like, like, and on that note, like, something I love about like the road trip nature of it is like how much you learn about like all three of them mm-hmm. in that time. Like, you know, Shrek definitely like expects Fiona to be a certain way, and like vice versa. But they constantly like surprise each other in like how much they like each other, mm-hmm. and which is like what makes the ending work so well. 
is that like it's not just like a general like fairy tale ending even though it is in some extent but like they spend time like developing their relationship to the point of where you fully believe them even not only just for the ending of this movie but like for the second one where he goes to meet the parents and like the future of their relationship you even the fourth movie is all about like him fighting to get that reality back that he was once in i don't know if i've ever like finished the fourth movie did you do it for mike myers movie club yeah but i think i was like doing work or something during it um so i like half watched it it's is that the one that has like rumpelstiltskin that looks like shane dawson (laughs) i've never heard that before but it's like scarily accurate um it's like a meme Um, oh is it yeah but uh friend of the pod zach from back to back um referred to him as shane dawson um yeah that that's that's extremely funny um yeah that's the movie i saw it in theaters when i was a kid um and i liked it then because i liked everything or Um, actually wait i did see it in theaters because the third one is about the babies yeah i saw all of them in theaters even Puss in boots i saw in theaters i haven't seen Puss in boots actually it's a movie (laughs) i don't know it's fine it's it's very much like a spinoff, like a side character spinoff movie. Yeah. Did you see um in the DreamWorks meet and greet, like the new one at Universal, they um they added like a meet and greet with like that like furry ass like girl cat that looks like a furry costume. Oh, the Sama Hayek one. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming yeah, like the girl cat from Puss in Boots, but I'm, she literally it just yeah. looks like a furry like a fur suit. <laughs> Love that. Um, gonna have to fucking take it to Universal as we speak. Um, I can't wait to meet the trolls in there. Oh my god. Oh god, I. Uh, I I'm pretty sure like one of them farts glitter. Like yeah, no. yeah, guy diamond he farts glitter. It's incredible. I can't I, wait to witness it. I'm so tired. I'm so fucking tired of <laughs> like the day that the trolls like just leave pop culture. We're we're I gonna love be trolls. Oh my god. I yeah, God, I'm so They're sick. fun. They're fun. Yeah, if you like headaches. Um I any... love headaches. <laughs> Apparently they remind me of a lot. Mm-hmm. But I wanted Which to say I'm so fucking annoying because I'm just passing it on to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> just giving everyone else the gift. Bestie, I was just kidding. We love you. <laughs> 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 Here's just like having a mental breakdown while I'm talking about Trek. I really, really am. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm exhausted. I miss Mike Myers more than anything in the world. And when the world needed him most, he vanished. Literally. <laughs> I haven't watched, and like I'm trying to vow to like not watch Austin Powers until, um, like until I go to Florida in the fall because that's like how mike myers movie club started was like right before the pandemic when i went to florida we watched austin powers on the plane and then friend of the pod fash from i was scared too he was on the same plane and he tweeted and like we didn't really know him back then um Mm -hmm. like he was like a friend of aaron who's friend of the pod also a whole situation everyone in mike Myers movie club is friend of a friend somehow um so he tweeted somebody's watching austin powers on my plane that happened to be sean then we were like austin powers is our comfort movie like whatever when the pandemic started we were like everyone come watch austin powers with us 
now I'm trying to not watch Austin Powers. Like, we watched it for, like, the year anniversary of the first time we watched it. And I'm like, I'm trying to not watch it because I want to watch it on the plane to Florida. Wow. And the, it's, um, like, my comfort movie. And it's, like, last night I was having, like, a kind of rough time. And I was like, I can't watch Austin <laughs> Um, That's why I like having comfort shows where you can just, like, yeah. throw on any episode. That's true. I have Frasier. Yeah. Uh, Fra- have you finished that yet? I haven't. No, I actually went back to... Which, like, I'm in no rush to finish it. I went back to, like, the third season just because that's, like, the one I'm most familiar with so that I could, like, do arts and crafts or whatever while watching it and not miss anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, that's how I feel about The Simpsons right now. I just like th- even the bad episodes. I like just throw it on because like yeah. the aesthetic of it is like really appealing to me, and I yeah, it's a good background noise. I think. Um, yeah. I think Frasier's just very appealing to me because it's not like mean spirited, um, and I like that it's like about a therapist and anything that like makes fun of mental health is like in on the joke. <laughs> like it's not like mean ever. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. And yeah. 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 I would not know. I have not watched it, but um, everybody, your homework is to stream Frasier. All 80 seasons um, of it. It's like 10 seasons. Too many. Okay. No, no show. show I mean, it's like my favorite TV show. I've never finished it. So I know that's the thing. Like I hate shows when, and like, I know people like that. But, like, I don't like the feeling that I, I'll never finish it. Yeah. Except for The Simpsons, which I don't know if I ever want to catch up. Yeah. Like, I don't think I ever want to get mean, to the point where I hate it. <laughs> like, it's you know? like, um, like, this is the first time in a while. Um, so, something that's, like, very, get, like, very against my character is that I actually loved the show Girls. Like, I was, like, super against, like, watching it for so long because, like, I hate Lena Dunham. But for years, everyone was like, watch Girls, watch Girls, like, you would love it. I'm like, okay, fine. And then, like, I think it was, like, right when I moved back home from the city, um, I started watching it. And I literally ended up laying in bed and watching it for a week straight and just, like, blowing through the show and it was such, like, a weird feeling because I never binge-watch shows, like, ever. Because um, I just, I don't like that feeling. Um, and it was, like, such a weird thing because I was, like, so emotionally connected to the characters. And I was, like, I just went through, like, years of character development in, like, one week. And I'm very uncomfortable with this. Because <laughs> I was, like, so attached to them that I was, like this is ridiculous and I'm like scared of that happening with Frasier because I'm like extremely emotionally attached to these characters so you know yeah yeah no I get it I I understand that um I I also watched girls I didn't I never finished it um mm-hmm. I think the latter seasons were well past the time that Lena Dunham did all her bullshit but mm-hmm. Um, what I saw of it, I, I genuinely stopped watching it at a certain point where it wasn't even, had, it had nothing to do with Lena Dunham. It was just like, I, it got to the point where like the characters started getting like, cause there's a point in the first few seasons, I think I watched the first three mm-hmm. and I like stopped somewhere in four, um, like where the characters were like doing things that were just like, 
I I don't like you. <laughs> like you guys yeah. are like being annoying, yeah. and like it it started as something where like I could like. I don't know if I'd be friends with these people, but I could be roommates with these people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I could live around these people and not support everything they do, but, like, <laughs> understand them, I guess. Coexist. Yes, exactly. And But then it got to the point where, like, no, I would, like, actively avoid... Like, when it got to, like, season four, mm-hmm. when, like, they were all, like, changing as people and, like, fucking with each other's, like, partners and shit, it was, like... I would actively avoid you and call you a bad person. And I don't enjoy watching this anymore. <laughs> um, granted, I never finished the show, but it got, it got to that point to me where I just found it like grating. Like, did you ever mm-hmm. finish this series entirely? Cause I, mm-hmm. yeah. I, okay. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, it, cause it did get to that point. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just kind of like, as everybody else says, they're not supposed to be likable characters. Um, a lot well, of it was just like really heartbreaking. Like it was, just, I don't know. Like that—that that wasn't my issue. It wasn't that they were—they weren't likable. It was just like they—they were so radically different than like where I—I I don't know. Like I—they were different than what I signed up for from the get-go. Yeah. And I get that people change and characters evolve, but I got to the point where I just wasn't enjoying it, and I just stopped and yeah i'm pretty sure the whole lena dunham in real life thing didn't help either because mm. she's maybe the most annoying person who's ever lived um <laughs> other than like christy tegan but like <laughs> i'm shots fired i'm sorry but you heard it here first sucks. folks she uh, sucks adam um, hates girl bosses um not all of them just lena dunham okay. um don't worry yeah um in fact i watched that um that hbo show uh generation um which is mm-hmm. actually pretty good i was surprised how much i liked it um oh, yeah didn't she like produce it or something she i, I don't know if she produced it but she wrote an episode mm-hmm. for it because like it i didn't know that until the credits of i think it was like the third or fourth episode mm-hmm. and i don't know it's just like it's just weird to me that like we have and i know like this is like every show and especially like ones i like like euphoria mm-hmm. but like it's weird to me like some middle-aged woman is like writing for teens like it's just yeah, yeah like i'm like get a job like like another job <laughs> like get a different get a job, job. <laughs> well that's kind of why i think um the one special episode of euphoria was so successful is because hunter shaver wrote it for herself oh i didn't know that that's really cool. yeah it's a great ep- it's the like the most recent one with just her yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a, amazing one of like the best episodes of television i've like ever seen it, it's mm-hmm. so that's what i'm fucking talking about like i yes like that's why euphoria is a little bit more special to me is because yeah like, like based on her own experiences like yeah okay, uh, what a good episode yeah like uh, like both of them, like the one with Rue and Jules, like mm-hmm. both so good. Um, how this is as always, we just go off on a tangent. Yeah, this is a Shrek episode. This is literally about Shrek. <laughs> but I, you know, speaking of um, girls and uh, relationships, my next note. <laughs> what is the segue, Adam? Um, speaking of friendship, um, Shrek and Donkey's friendship is like genuinely maybe the most pure and like just like loving real like friendship and maybe all of z canon cinema yeah like i think um it's just it's so pure yeah like the best like turning point 
ever in like a friendship is when Donkey's like scared to go over the bridge and Shrek is like bullying him till and then he realizes like he was just kind of like pushing him to get over without like making him scared. Yeah. Like and, yeah. Yeah. But he I'd proves also, that he can do it. Yeah, but it's also like doesn't and like Donkey does that for him but like emotionally later like when mm-hmm. like when Fiona's in the in the like hut thing or whatever that she's sleeping in mm-hmm. and like he's like he's saying like why don't you want to like be with Fiona like why don't you have friends like why all these things he's like you know because like everyone looks at me this way yeah and like no one likes me and no one will ever like me and like all this shit yeah. and it's just like Donkey like knows this but like he knows that Shrek needs to admit it because he never truly has mm-hmm. and it's just it's good like it's I mean they're such like wildly different creatures Mm-hmm. that and that's also like why they work so well together is that because they just have such a love for each other even though, like Shrek doesn't want to admit it like it's it's such a joy to watch them yeah like it really is and it's like um <laughs> it's really funny because like yes um it is like an extremely compelling like friendship and everything but I don't mean to like undermine it by memeing it but did you ever see, like, you know, when, like, there are those accounts, like, remember the accounts that were, like, Dory or, like, girl quotes that would just post, like, whatever. <laughs> right. Um. So, like, there were ones that would, like, post, like, screenshots, like, in, like, black and white from, like, Shrek or whatever. And it was, like, oh, like, everybody looks at me, like, this way. And, like, people were, like, this <laughs> yeah. is literally a screenshot from Shrek. Like, what are you doing? Like... Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It's so funny. There it's was like... one recently where it was like somebody posted like um a screenshot from like a Mr. Bean cartoon and it was like everyone looks at me like this way and like I do so many things for others but they don't do anything for me. And then like somebody quoted it and they were like you guys really ran out of like euphoria and virgin suicides. <laughs> yes, and you're resorting to Mr. Bean. <laughs> so fucking funny <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's really really funny like i mean i feel like zillennial culture also is very synonymous with like tumblr culture and like having yeah. to make everything even like fucking maybe like even like phineas and ferb or like some other bullshit like fit into like some sad aesthetic but it's like no yeah. Yeah. it's fucking shrek it's not yeah. like it's not what you think it is like it is like uh, emotionally like moving well, but yes it's, but and like i uh, i i am sorry if people relate to it in that way because it's genuinely like it is sad that like he has no friends and people look at him this way but it's funny to see it as like a tumblr edit no it really um, is like it, it's on, like, like the equivalent of like posting like song lyrics on your instagram story or your aim away message um being no, like yeah <laughs> it, it's undeniably funny it's thing. very funny yeah yeah i <laughs> no i agree with you it, it really is um yeah no that that's really good and i also want to say like um the end or not the ending but this point where like shrek mishears their like conversation like mm-hmm. Fiona and donkeys like that scene is like legitimately heartbreaking. <laughs> like it yeah. really is fucking sad because he it's like his insecurities. But it's uh, it's also at the peak of like when he's willing to put his guard down for the first time, mm-hmm. and then he misunderstands it. Like it's like like ever, like the dramatic like the 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 power of the drama in that scene is like way too nuanced 
like for us as kids to understand like Mm -hmm. at the time and like rewatching as an adult because like that's very like true for people like like I feel like people in relationships or anything like insecurities are a bitch and like it's really hard to start relationships when you have like such deep rooted insecurities and it, it really isn't until you like come to terms with them or like see that whoever you're interested in also has insecurities that you're comfortable with like talking about them and communicating them and i know this is a fucking shrek pod but like it's it's very emotional and it's very good like it's like legitimately good like the writing and the drama and the realization of the characters are all incredibly strong and I don't know. And I'm glad that's a meme movie and I'm glad that we're talking and we can make jokes about it all the time and quote it. But yeah, it's also really good. <laughs> like I, I, I just hope like as a society, we don't forget that it's actually very good. Well, I mean, wasn't it like listed as like one of the most like important animated movies or something? Like it was just... It, it, it's up there. Like, is I it would... like AFI or something? Or like BFI? No, the yeah. Acad- something with like the Academy or some shit. I don't know. There's well, there's both. Like BFI and yeah. AFI both have like um like a like a list of hundred movies that are like in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I would bet money that Shrek is on probably the AFI. Well, list. it was like recently put on something. Maybe it is was there... like I think it was the Academy. Well, there's, well, there's also the government. Um, uh, national. Oh, the Archives. Library of Congress. That's what they did. That's right. Yeah. Um, I could. I don't know for sure if Shrek is on there, but I would not be surprised because, again, it's just like it's such a, a universal movie. Like it's it's so like it's you know those movies that you watch and you're like I don't see anyone disliking this movie. Mm-hmm. Shrek is like one of those movies where it like even if you don't like love it, you can't really dislike it. I think exactly. If you don't like Shrek, like Colin, I genuinely like no like shade or anything, but I literally want to know. Like, please give your reasoning. Yeah, I don't. I. I. But I'm. I'd be surprised if we actually found a person because, like, yeah. I, I. I'm don't... gonna look on like letterbox reviews and like sort by like lowest and then like harass people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I. I want to see like legit reasoning for like why somebody wouldn't like this movie. It. It's kind of perfect. I can't. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to say, like, I feel like we haven't talked. I mean, we talked about Smash Mouth, but like the soundtrack in general for this movie is just like so iconic. Yeah, one thing like with age that I kind of realized, which I just find it funny that like all of us as children were just like crying to like a Leonard Cohen song covered by Rufus Wainwright, <laughs> and I feel like it hasn't been like memed it's just like oh the shrek song well that's so funny because like <laughs> um zach snyder uses hallelujah in like all of his movies mm-hmm. and it's usually done to great effect because um the the ending of like the snyder cut like it cuts to credits with hallelujah and it's great mm-hmm. but at the same in the same breath <laughs> you know it, i can't separate it from yeah. like shrek like because no, like that's literally was... like a, it's like a beautiful song <laughs> It's a beautiful song, but also, like, for so many people in Z canon culture, this was our first exposure to it. So, like, just literally and scientifically speaking, it makes sense that we always associate it back with Shrek. Because, like, because I can't think of another, like, I don't know, I was four at the time. No, I was three, like, it came out in the summer. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can't think of another time I would have heard Hallelujah. (laughs) No, I know. 
I know, but it's it's yeah. funny that that's like, you know. But that's and like it's funny because like usually in kids movies, like when a song that heavy plays, it's done for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. But this movie uses it in a way that is actually just as equally dramatic as the song that you're playing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like other than like Pixar, obviously, like like no other like movies are doing that or kids movies at least are doing that anymore. Like they're using like like utilizing like legitimately emotional songs or music or like whatever for genuine heartbreaking moments. Um because like I feel like everything now is like very wink wink nudge nudge like mm-hmm. irony. Like irony is such a big thing in um in, in pop culture nowadays that it's almost hard to like what or have be sincere. Like being sincere is almost like frowned yeah. upon in like cinema. Or like I at least in mass cinema. You're absolutely right on that. Like the whole like I don't yeah. There's like a like the sense of humor in like movies that are like like I don't want to sound like pretentious or anything, but the sense of humor right now that's like popular in movies, especially like children's and like family movies. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, yeah, we did that. It's like you know, I like. I feel like the last movie, and I could be wrong about this, but like the last one to like really walk that line like super finely, where it had like super like ironic meta humor, but also had like a huge heart, was the Lego Movie, because mm-hmm. like yeah. that movie is extremely funny and it uses meta jokes in a well, smart way. But actually, it's also very Mitchell's versus the Machines. Actually, yes. Was... Flawless. Oh, anything I didn't know, I didn't know you saw that. Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it so much. It was. I, I take it back. That yeah. that really was a great movie. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't text you after I watched it. I um, it. yeah. I honestly I forgot. And again, I don't mean to be that guy, but because it was on Netflix, I kind of forgot mm-hmm. about it. No, yeah, exactly. That's what I, sucks I, about it. And it's like I, such a big, bright movie. Like I wish I saw it in a theater. Oh, well, it has the the what do you call it? the aspect ratio of it is like it would have filled the entire screen. Like it, yeah, it, it's a very beautiful looking movie. Like um, I could probably talk about this now, but I worked on the marketing for it like mm-hmm. prior to it being a Netflix movie, like before it got acquired. Um, and even back when I was working on it, I was like, wow, this like looks really fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, I worked on it back when it was called Connected, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when I was watching on Netflix, I'm just like, yeah, like I'm, in, I'm greatly enjoying it. But I'm like, God, I wish I was seeing it in a theater right now. Cause yeah. like, it's just so beautiful and it's so funny. And I think again, like, I, I don't think Sony pictures animation is a very good studio. Most of the time, like mm-hmm. Spider-Verse withstanding, um, like they're very much the products of like eight open season movies and like the emoji movie and like the angry Bestie, birds. Movie. Are you saying that open season isn't good? The first one's good. I think I haven't watched it in like 10 years, 15 years. <laughs> well, probably. we'll fix that someday. We, we will. I know Uh friend of the pod, Joseph Salomone has a lot to say about it, um, but, um, but I know they like eventually like made 20 of them and mm. that's how Sony was like funded. I think for like an entire year <laughs> um but no what i'm saying is like i think yeah i mean we're always gonna have movies like mitchell's and machines and i'm like excluding pixar from that mm-hmm. but even pixar to an extent is kind of like leaning more into that the more movies yeah. that we get yeah like, i i know this is like an unpopular opinion but i hate it onward i hate I, it onward so much i thought it was like okay like i i liked it but like mm-hmm. i didn't love it like i was 
I, it made me cry, but like it, not in a way where I felt like I went on a huge journey. Like I know, like it made me cry in a kind of a cheap way. Mm. Wait, and again, it still made me cry. I'm not gonna take that away from it, but like it, it didn't feel as because like when Soul made me cry, it 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 yeah. like it got to me at my core. Like I cried because I felt it. Soul, I started crying legitimately, like. Which, this is a way to get a cheap cry out of me. I don't know why this makes me cry. But when there's, like, a really good, like, opening to a movie and then, like, the titles start, like, a while into the movie, I don't know why that makes me cry, but I'm always like, ooh. It's a great title sequence. It really <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. When, um, he, when, like, when he's, like, falling and then, like, the title sequence started, I literally started crying. Yeah, I like, don't know it, why. Well, because like, he, like, he falls into the abyss and then it cuts to yeah, black. It's like yeah. Disney presents. And, like, 20 yeah. minutes in, and, like, oh, my God, it's so good. It's, yeah. You know, like, the Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, th- like, score, like, going ham. Like, it's, yeah. oh, it's so good. Yeah, Amazing. the scene, the, I mean, I know it's, like, kind of the scene that everyone cried at, but, like, that part where he's playing the piano and he's, like, having the memories of his, like, entire mm-hmm. life. Like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, dude. Like, when he's, like, that one shot of, like, him, like, walking his, like, ailing father into the water. Like, yeah. And like the piano is like, like playing... stuff that they don't even address in the movie. It's just like but this guy's it... life beyond yeah. what we saw. But it's very subtle. Like everything you like, it's been talked about, but not fully yeah. explored. And like, so when you, and, but like just those brief images is like all you need. And like my favorite part in that scene is like when he, like, he's like going like really into the piano and like it cuts to like the, like, like landscapes of the city and then yeah. the America and then the world and then the cosmos. Mm-hmm. And just like I genuinely, I, I I've seen that movie five times now. That's the most I've rewatched yeah. our movie, I think, in many years. And I'm at the point now where it's in my top five Pixar. Like I yeah. I liked it more than Inside Out. I, I I think I'm at the point now where I'm I put it above like Finding Nemo and like yeah. Monsters Inc. The only ones that it's behind now are like Ratatouille, Ratatouille, Toy Story three, and like. <clears throat> incredibles maybe because i love the first incredibles but like that's it like it's so fucking good it's so yeah (laughs) i think one thing that's like incredible about it is that um oh (laughs) yeah very funny um (laughs) sorry it's like the whole concept of like you like ascending to another place when like you're doing yeah. something that you love for some reason that made me cry because it's just like damn it really do be like that and it but it's interesting because like it it like it dives into those themes like very interestingly mm-hmm. but like it also like the thing that i really didn't expect about that movie was one of two things which is one showing the dangers of like putting your entire self into your pursuits of career or mm-hmm. path or quote unquote purpose yeah. or, and also um, second to that is like the idea and the notion that you don't have to make a career out of what makes you happy. Like yeah. those two things are not always um, equal to each other. They're not tied together. Like it's okay for them to be two separate things. And it's just, I don't know. Like I could go on about this movie like so much. It's it's like literally, like because I feel like every Pixar movie is held to be like, oh, it's so profound. But like Soul, yeah, kind of is. Like it really yeah. is kind of profound. Like I literally like rethought my career path because of that movie. Yeah, like, I, I love it. Um, I think it's also just like like these movies, like specifically with Pixar, and like I'll try and loop this back to um 
DreamWorks because Jeffrey Katzenberg is cursing at us right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the thing is with Pixar is that for some reason, I feel like these movies always come out at the time that we need them in our lives. Right. And for some reason, it just always hits that way for me personally and like every single other person that I know. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, and I I think one reason why I kind of, like, like, I'm not, like, super into, like, like medieval stuff, so, like, Onward, I was just kind of like, okay, like, at first, and then I was like, okay, these fucking guys in the voice cast, no thanks, and then it's like, right. I think, like, this is a weird reason to, like, discount a movie, because it's like... We got Coco and another one in the same year. I don't remember. It was Coco and uh, Cars 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That proves my point. But whenever you're right about that one. <laughs> whenever they do two movies in one year, one of them is always a lot less, like, like intense as the other one. Um, yeah, because I, I mean, knew that Onward wouldn't hit me as hard because I knew that we were getting a second one that year. One even bigger example of that for me was, like, Inside Out v. Good Dinosaur. Like, Yeah, exactly. Um, because I, I think Good Dinosaur is, like... Because I like Onward, and I like... Cars 3 is, like, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. Good Dinosaur, I was just, like... I think that one disappointed me more, because, like, I saw the potential while I was watching it. Yeah. But, like, every aspect of it felt, like, very undercooked. And, like, it just wasn't hitting the notes that it was trying to hit. And that's what disappointed mm-hmm. me. Whereas, like, Inside Out, we've talked about it plenty. It, it's so good and so yeah. profound and really... Like, just really moving. And but, I like, think it's also, like, not to, like... I mean, this isn't really oversharing, but, like, Inside Out came out at a time when it was, like, I was still navigating, like, my, like, mental health and, like, trying to, like, put into words, like, the way that I felt and stuff. And it's, like, why am I literally crying at just this girl thinking about her ice skating? Bestie, I still am. (laughs) Like, I... No, I... Yeah, obviously same. But, like, just, like, the idea of, like, not being able to, like, put language on things and, like, being, like, why is this movie so important to me? Um... And now it's, like, with Soul, it's, like, now that we're, like, starting careers and shit, and it's, like, literally yeah. concerning, like, death. <laughs> like, Well, and it's also interesting, because, like, and like we said, to, like, wrap it back to DreamWorks, like, because this, this entire, like, conversation started with, like, how Shrek is refreshing, because it's, like, very earnestly um, has emotion, and it, like, very much wears its heart on its sleeve in an unironic way. Like, even mm-hmm. though it has ironic humor, it never... Um, ties that in with its sincerity. Like, those are two separate factors that are in yeah. one movie. But, like, DreamWorks very much, like, as of late, and I, I don't get me wrong, like, I've liked other recent DreamWorks movies. Yeah. But, like, I, maybe it's just me getting older. It could very well be that. But, like, watching, like, I, I remember I, I was dragged to go see Boss Baby, which was, mm-hmm. in my opinion, terrible. I thought it was awful. Yeah. Um, did you I've see it? I've never seen them. Okay, no. yeah. It, it's it's not it's not a good movie and it's because there's so much like it's just not funny like i mean I, if kids today enjoy it like good it's not for me i understand that but like mm-hmm. you could you're gonna have a hard time telling me that like anything in boss baby or like that um what's the one with like rihanna with the alien and like whatever it like that one was also a terrible movie that i saw from them oh i know what you're talking about i don't remember what it's called though i i could not tell you what it's called but i i I remember i saw it on a date in high school and i just was like this is literally the worst movie i've ever seen (laughs) like it's so bad why did you see it on a date in high school (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. Like, I was we, there nothing else out? <laughs> we well, we went to the movies like every week together, and oh, okay. Um, that just happened to be the movie of the week. Yeah. Um, okay. um, it wasn't like a first date. Or yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking about like the timeline of your life, and I was like, oh, that wasn't a first date. No, that was my that was my high school relationship. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. If it um, was a first date, I would have been like, um, oh no, my I get that. yeah. My first, what was my first date with that girl? We, I think, yeah, we saw, oh, well, it's not even better, but our first date together was freshman year of high school and we saw Hotel Transylvania together. <laughs> so that's, I mean, I mean, my first date I like with that my movie. ex, my first date with my ex, he wanted to go see 12 Years a Slave, so. <laughs> what a, wow, We did not. Okay. No, <laughs> we, absolutely not. No. Yeah, yeah no, abs, yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's it's just interesting to me that, like, I don't think DreamWorks, I, I, they're definitely, like, way less consistent, I think, almost objectively, than Pixar mm-hmm. is. But also, though, when they hit high, it really feels high. Like, it, yeah. it really feels like, okay, this is, like, genre-breaking kind of stuff. Like, it feels like... Like, how, like I know you're, like, fuck trolls, but... Oh, I trolls... Was- that's a great example of like what the shit i was talking about like just but, ironic bullshit humor but i thought it was really interesting as we discussed on the aok pod after um mm-hmm. that movie came out um i thought it was interesting how they were able to put in themes of like literally music being like appropriated like all genres of music being appropriated from like black culture like, I thought that was wild right. that they were able to put that in a children's movie, like, so blatant, like, and then, like, the whole, like, um, debate of, like, how, like, pop music is, like, lesser than, like, other music genres or, like, and, like, the idea of, like, music genres, like, blending and things like that. I think that's so interesting, and I think it's cool that they included that, so... No, I mean I it's don't know, interesting. Adam, maybe trolls has a point. <laughs> it has a point that's muddled under really dumb humor that's not funny. And my important. only complaint, my only complaint about trolls, um, specifically the second one, is that like fucking Kelly Clarkson played the country music troll, and it wasn't like Dolly Parton or Casey Musgraves. Yeah, I mean it's just there's so much like wink at the camera, like oh, we're we're so quirky, like shit, like it's like shut yeah, they up. can't do that. Like, They're trolls. I hate. Have you ever that. seen a troll doll in real life? No, and if I did, I would step on it. Like I, <laughs> God, it's so bad. I no, I, and I don't mean to be like that guy. It's just like I really can't stand it. And again, like I, I talked about this on a recent pod. I can't remember which one. But, like, the last, like, DreamWorks movie that I like, or movies that I really loved, was the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Like, mm-hmm. all three of them are, like, exceptional movies. Like, they actually, they progressively got better, I think. Like, like the first one is maybe the worst one, and it's still an amazing movie. Like, I, because that movie came out when I was 13, yeah. and the third one didn't come out until I was, like, 21, I think. Yeah. And when I saw that shit, I like the third one made me cry like a baby in theaters because it just it felt like a trilogy. It felt like a complete story that took 10 years to finish. Mm-hmm. And it got me emotional in the theater, not only because like the, the story and the themes were strong, but because I'm like, wow, this is like it feels like the end of an era where yeah. like creators and a studio 
we're able to just tell one giant story that's been planned for 10 years. Yeah, rather than be like, oh, we got to make another one. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I feel about like Boss Baby 2 and like Trolls 8 and like all that shit. Like, it's just like, it's just another content. It's what, you know, Scorsese. Like, it's just, it's it's content now. Oh, and... I feel that. And I feel that when Pixar makes sequels too. No, I absolutely, yeah, to be fair to, yeah. to them too. Yeah, it's like, it's very much like, Almost every Pixar sequel is, like, forgettable. Even if it's, like, really good. Like, Incredibles 2, I loved it. Could not tell you what happens in it, unfortunately. It's a very fun movie. I had a great time seeing it. Yeah. I could not tell you what happens. Finding Dory, I love it. But also, it's, like, it didn't need to happen. No, I agree. Like, the only Pixar property that I think is worthy... I mean, again, and I like Incredibles 2. It's a fun movie. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, it's great. Um, Yeah, it's super fun. And, like... No pun intended, but like, uh, but the Toy Story movies are the only ones where I would say like, yeah, each one, like even Toy Story four, like I yeah. thought I was gonna feel that way, but by the time it was over, I'm like, no, it was, I thought it was necessary, like I, yeah, I didn't know it was necessary until it ended, but by the time it can, I don't want to spoil it because someone still hasn't seen it, but like, it's been out for like three years, whatever. It's just like. It, the, when it ends and you get that closure that you didn't know you needed, yeah, it's just kind of like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah I needed that like that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they if they answer like a Toy Story five, it's gonna go all over again. I'm gonna be like, why? Like, why yeah. are we doing this? Um, but again with Shrek, you know, I have to say something that's kind of discon- or concerning about Shrek. What? Um, so apparently Illumination, the Minions bitches are rebooting shrek jesus christ they're gonna cast benedict cumberbatch as shrek just like they did well, with fucking the grinch even though i like i liked his voice acting in the grinch i'll say yeah, he was i good. liked i um, liked that grinch that was that's probably movie. that and despicable me one are probably the only illumination movies that i like unless i'm just I like forgetting Secret life of pets the first it was it like was cute it, it was, was really cute it was fine it was just yeah. like it was it was like it I don't know how to explain this in a way that makes sense to people, but that movie is like a 90 minute target ad. Like it yes. just feels like a commercial. No, I understand. And it's um, not, it's fine. It's like, it's yeah. whatever. Um, I didn't see the second one. I want to go on the ride really bad. And uh, it looks cool. I, I saw California. the video of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently they're trying to like sign a D de- like the thing that's holding it up is that they're trying to get the whole cast back. And um, I don't Mike know if he's you- not going to come back. Maybe. I mean, you never know. I, I don't know. He dude, technically is, like, retired from acting. Who cares? What's he doing? Like, he's... I mean, he, he's in a David O. Russell movie. It seems like he's trying to do either more serious work. Last thing he did was that he's in that Sparks documentary that's coming out in June. Right. Good. Um, Watch that. It's really good. You saw it? Yeah, Sundance. Remember? Oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. Yeah, we both saw it. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. Um, yeah. Watch that. It's great. Um, also, and... um, as of right now, in a few hours, the last night in Soho trailer is dropping. Yes, um, uh, finally, I screamed during SNL finally. when the little teaser happened. I was like, ah, yeah. I yeah. knew that that was gonna like literally like she's on SNL like it's gonna drop soon. But yeah, um, Edgar Wright doing an Argento homage. Can we just can we all collectively not? Because I am. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I cannot wait. It, it looks so fucking good. Um, um, yeah. So, what was I saying? Um, yeah, Mike is in that, and then he has had a Netflix show that's like a sketch comedy show in the works for years. 
And then he's in David O. Russell's new movie. Yeah, I mean, I I think he might... Because, like, I mean, really, it doesn't take any time to come back to do a voice work. Like, I would understand if, like, Shrek was live action and he had to, like, <laughs> put on a suit again. But, like, he, I, I, like, even... He literally could do it from home. Like, you could do this from home. Like, granted, they have to, like, get, like, equipment out to him to, like, like professionally record stuff. But, like... Yeah. You like it's really especially in today's age, like if you think about it, like the three leads of Shrek like just like don't really like do anything anymore. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I <laughs> I don't it's less of a thing where it's like they're busy, but mm-hmm. it's more of a side effect of like by the time Shrek four came out, I can't remember how much they were paying these guys to like make movies. Mm-hmm. But like I, I know like they were making like hundreds of millions of dollars per Shrek movie, and that's like ex- that's just you give them to sign on for each sequel. Like that's not including like their like like uh, deals for like how much they make if they make a certain amount at the box office, like and also like their um, the what do you call it? syndication deals and like all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, Mike Myers probably like could he could feed a country with just what he makes on Shrek alone. Like it's kind of insane like how much they made just for playing these characters and after watching coming to america too i know eddie murphy will do like anything like it's (laughs) it's very evident like and cameron diaz i mean like i mean i like her her. but like no i love her but like you know what is she doing you know she's vibing yeah and good for her but like you know come back you know like (laughs) the only thing i'm nervous about is if it's changing studios if illumination is getting it I hope they don't like. It's dis- gonna look different. It's gonna look like Minions. I don't want it to look like Minions because, like, Minions is like, it, it's almost so colorful that it's ugly that I didn't know could be a thing until I saw those movies. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very nervous. I know we're gonna get a Shrek reboot, whether we like it or not. I just hope it has at least a quarter, maybe ten percent of the charm. That this one does because it is just yeah. so good and timeless and uh, this is maybe one of the first cases of like don't touch my childhood like yeah. that I'm feeling and I feel very like gatekeeping old man here but like I'm not saying don't do it but I'm just saying don't fuck it up is all I'm saying like you know like it's just like it's unnecessary I, I won't, it really is I won't say it's unnecessary because like I like I could see them doing a Shrek reboot that could be good. Like you could do another Shrek movie and have it work in 2021. Like you could do that. I'm just nervous that they don't care enough to do that. Like because it it's a franchise that means something to people. Like clearly we're talking about it for two hours. I, like I don't, <laughs> think, I don't even think it's that. I think it's more so like what we were saying before. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like yes, the movie's 20 years old as of this week. Mm-hmm. But it is so prominent in everybody's lives that it still just it doesn't feel old. Like if Again, a kid yeah. put on Shrek, it's not like oh this old movie that my mom used to like. It's like uh, again, like... <laughs> I, I feel the same way with like uh, again Toy Story or like whatever. Like it's like do we? But they're not need... like restarting Toy Story. They're putting like well yeah I well I don't think they're gonna restart sequels. Shrek. I think they're just gonna like do it from like a different angle because I can't imagine they they reboot Shrek entirely to the point of where you have to like start from the ground up. Like I, I have a hard time believing that you would completely like waste everything that has been, because like, again, it's so popular that like to like 
reboot Shrek like in a way that is new, like entirely yeah. new from scratch. I you could not justify that to me. Like I like yeah, it's so like, pointless. There's like, nothing so pointless. else really more that you could do with Shrek. Well, there have really him be isn't. have him be a like go with the kids, like do the do the family dynamic cuz the last time we saw the kids they were babies. Like have them be grown up. Like have a family of Shreks. Have a family of Shreks. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I don't know, I'm just spitballing, but it's just like <laughs> there's like like I, again, I'm I'm not saying I want that to happen. I'm just saying like at least don't start from the ground up. Like don't abandon these movies because like they're perfect the way they are. <laughs> like even Shrek yeah. Three, which isn't very good, it's still really funny at points. Like it's still a super funny movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I just personally, I think that. I mean, like I've always been kind of like anti, like I. That's like a really like boomer stance that I have is that, I've always been kind of like anti, like reboot and anti, like, like sequel years later for the sake of nostalgia. And for the sake of cashing in and banking on people's nostalgia. Right. And even like the whole thing, like I just talked about like Frasier, about how much I love Frasier, the Frasier reboot. I couldn't care less. <laughs> I really couldn't. Um, Is that happening? I'm not even. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On um, Paramount Plus. <sighs> Fucking another streaming service. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I haven't even finished the show and I don't really care about where they are now because it's just such a perfect capsule like what we have. Yeah. And. I just really think that, like, there's no content, really, that I could think about that, like, I would care about ten years later to need to know more. Unless the show was, like, never finished or, like, left off on, like, like, if it was, like, cancelled or something. Like, other than, like, Twin Peaks or something, like, I... Because yeah. Twin Peaks is, like, he made it a whole separate thing, like, years well, later. That was like, what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I... Again, I'm... I'm not anti-reboot in general because, like, sometimes reboots are, like, legitimately really good. Like, mm -hmm. so I can't deny that. Like, I I don't know. Like, spinoffs, reboots, they can work. And I'm not completely writing off a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a, a Shrek reboot or whatever now. It's just, mm -hmm. all I'm asking is that you give it the care that it deserves. That's all I'm saying. Like, just, like, do that and I'll be happy. But I'm I guess my concern is that I don't think Illumination will because it seems to me that like Illuminations and I feel like Illumination is very much maybe tied back to the original conversation. It's like, that's like the epitome of like ironic, like, but mm -hmm. like, like just joke, like jokey joke humor, like just like wink at the camera bullshit, like pop culture references galore. Like they're barely movies and to put Shrek into that mold is very concerning to me. No, because Shrek 2... I mean, Shrek 2 was a lot more witty, but that was all reference. But well, it was in, but like, it was a also really super heartfelt. Yeah. It was super heartfelt. Yeah, and I, again, that's my issue, is that it's just... Illuminations movies, they have, like... Again, maybe aside from, like, the first Pickle Me, which has a good heart to it, mm -hmm. I, I, I'd never feel anything anytime I see an Illumination movie. Like, I, I don't feel any kind of emotion. I barely laugh. It's they mistake jokes for references, and I just 
whereas Shrek had references, but it was accompanied by legitimate jokes. And I just hope they don't lose sight of that whenever they do reboot it. Because, again, if we want to tie it to the end of this movie, the ending of this movie is funny, emotional, exciting. It's everything you want in a movie. You know, as Vin Diesel says, the movies. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. This is a movie. This is a movie movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, Kira is wanting so badly for me to shut up. And I'm done. <laughs> no, I was genuinely thinking about Shrek. Um, not even joking. Um, yeah, it's it's also like, um, really quick, I want to bring this up, like just so we don't like drag it on. Um uh-huh. The fact that Shrek 4D takes place in between the first one and the second one, like, it takes place, like, seconds after the first one ends, and, like, the plot of it is that, like, Lord Farquaad, like, comes back to life and is a ghost that just, like, haunts them is so yeah. fucking funny to me. We should do an episode on just Shrek 4D one day. I would love to. It's on, um, it's on Netflix. Wait, maybe a, uh, when you come to Universal. Oh, I have ideas. I have ideas for okay. We'll talk about that off pod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I have um, being an Orlando boy, I know that 4D thing because I had yeah. it on DVD. Because if you bought the Shrek combo pack, it came yeah. in a separate DVD. Um, and I have seen it at Universal plenty of times, and yeah, it, it's very yeah. silly, but I, uh, it's fun. Has... I have it on DVD, and then um, it's also on Netflix as like Shrek's Spooky Adventures or something, like just like under a different name. It's just like an NBC special, basically. Like, no, it's like five minutes long. <laughs> oh, well, like, but there is like a, um, what do you call it? Like a Shrek yeah. thing on, like a Halloween special on NBC that they yeah. air yearly. I, think I don't know on, when it came out, but. On Netflix, it's under like holiday something, like Shrek's holidays. And then like. Yeah, they have um, Shrek the Halls. Yeah, um, those are all under it, like episodes. Like it's like, um. Like Shrek the Halls, and there's like the Halloween one, and then there's like uh, the Ghost of Lord Farquaad or something like that. And that one, yeah. that one is Shrek 4D, basically. If you want to replicate it, just sit in like a spinny chair and have someone just like shake you around during it. Literally, or just yeah. like have spiders crawl on your legs and like yeah, just like blow air in your face. Have someone fart next to you and yeah, yeah. All right, is that it? Yeah, I mean, uh, happy birthday, Mike Myers. Um, Is it his birthday? As of right now, yeah. It's May 25th right now. It's his birthday. Oh, shit. Happy B-Day, Mikey boy. Happy 59th King. Yeah, man. Uh, We love you. Better as you get older. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. Um, All right. So where can everyone uh, find us, Kira? Find me out here thinking about Mike, uh, follow me at garlic emoji on Twitter. Um, what? are you good, bro? No, I'm so fucking tired. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon. You literally oh. said follow me at garlic. Oh, <laughs> garlic emoji. That is my Twitter at. Um, follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon. Instagram at the Zillennial Canon. Mm-hmm. Leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. Am I missing anything? Um, no, as far as that goes, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. 
Um, I forgot to plug it last week, but I'll plug it this week. I was on the We Bought a Mic podcast talking about another Zeno classic that we'll probably cover on this pod one day. Mm-hmm. But National Treasure 2004. It was part of... Uh, Kira was on one of their earlier episodes for their uh, We Bought a Nick, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Their Nick Cage series. You did Moonstruck earlier mm-hmm. this year. And I came on for National Treasure. And uh, let me tell you, those boys, they're three of my dearest friends. And they are a hoot and a holler when it comes to talking about Nick Cage. And um, <laughs> we had a great time. Uh, so definitely check them out. Check them out in general. But if yeah, you want to hear me great. on the pod, uh, I, I was on there recently. So yeah, give them some love. They're great. Yes. Um, what about AOK? How you feeling about that this week? Um, well, it, it doesn't exist because uh, Joey doesn't reply to my text. Uh, uh, shots fired. Okay. Um, okay. No, what, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to do an episode on Quiet Place and Cruella and all that nice. shit. But um, eh, we haven't scheduled a day to record that yet. Mm-hmm. We both have lives and um, are busy. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? If you want to, I mean follow aok on the socials it's at aok pod on twitter and instagram mm-hmm. so if you want updates for whenever we do post an app uh you can find us there nice mm-hmm. cool all right y'all hey now you're an all-star got your game on good wow okay <laughs> what an app <laughs>